getting the best out of LinkedIn. This is the Learning Podcast with Ennio Sung. Welcome to this episode of the Learning Podcast with me, Ennio at Global.media. If I got a pound for every time I hear someone say the words, you should give value, I'd be a multimillionaire. So giving value means offering people something that will benefit your prospects and customers. But the thing is, what we value is usually subjective in that what I find useful, you may not appreciate at all. My issue is that many people believe they're giving us value when they're often just not. So today I'm going to talk about what it means to give value. And I'm going to look at some of the ways that businesses value to people that way they can do business with them. I also end with how you can improve your value offering to get more business. So here's my rough plan for today. So I'm going to start off with what it actually means to give value and why giving value matters. And then we're going to look at how businesses give value, actually look at methods they use, and then the pros and cons of each of those methods. One important point for me in terms of giving value is that you must never forget your existing customers. Let's look at how you give existing customers value and why they matter in terms of being in your value offering. As I said, we're going to end with ways that you can ensure that you're giving people value. That way you can build trust and then generate more business in the process. So what is giving value? I'm clear in my mind that giving value is very different from a sales pitch or a marketing campaign where you set out to sell to people. No matter how good your posts are, that's not giving people value. That's marketing or that's at least one version of lead generation. You see, these things, trying to sell or marketing, are not a selfless offering that you give to other people for their benefit. When we actively seek to give value, essentially we want to affect people on a psychological level. So you want your business to be seen as providing something useful and then being the go-to resource for your ideal clients so that when they need someone who does what you do, you're the first person to think about and the first one that comes to mind. Let's be clear, you know, we normally give value so that people get to know us a bit and know about our work, and then they get to know, like, and trust us, and they want to do business with us. I guess relationship building 101 of any business relationship. So when you give value, you get more customers in the long run. It's why we must focus on making sure we get it right. So how do people give value today? So there are seven methods I'm going to go through in terms of how businesses give value. You've seen most of these methods before in one way or another. I'm sure you try some of them. So what I'm going to try and do is describe each method, and then we're going to look at the pros and cons of the methods. Because you're going to find that most of the methods that we use to give value have more cons than pros. Strange that. Anyway, I'm sure they've all got the message either by email or LinkedIn at one time or another that say something like, our brand new white paper covers how you can easily do X, Y, Z. With key industry insights and essential tips, our latest white paper shows you how to embrace the future that's bright and vastly improve your ABC or whatever that is, whilst increasing your revenue easily. Just download the white paper here for free. Look, white papers promise to give you something that you might actually want. That information in a document or in a download. By calling it a white paper, I guess, it, it sounds like something exclusive, something that's 
original, something that's informative. I was giving you a peek into what other people don't know. Here's the thing about white papers, though. How many free white papers have you read that have told you something that's genuinely new and different? Most white papers are essentially just sales brochures for the company. And few of us ever go on to do business with a company where we've downloaded the white paper for free. Oh, and everyone knows that you're only offering your white paper to get my email address and my contact details. That way you can bombard me with marketing messages. So white papers are good, but there's always other ways. Let's look at the second method of giving value. Have you seen people who offer a challenge usually for a limited period. Now, we'll see it more and more these days. So you can do this, the fitness challenge. So you can do the 10 to 14 day fitness challenge, the 10 to 14 day mindset challenge, off to 14 day, even 30 day, anything challenge these days. These challenges give you a chance to sample a service as a whole or in part. So what makes a challenge clever is that it's time limited. So hence the 10, 14 days or 30 days, whatever the limit is. That's clever because you're never going to get through the whole service package of what the business offers in that limited time. But you do get a good look at what the business does, how it works, and the benefits that the service could have for you. So I've done a challenge recently, and I can say it's opened my eyes to new possibilities and perspectives. I'm referring to Martin, the Mindset and Results Coaches 14-Day Goal Setting Challenge. And I know that everyone who's been on that challenge has benefited and they genuinely love the program. I loved the idea of a challenge because, like I say, it does show you what happens. I mean, Donna's challenge gives you a good picture of how a challenge can work. Here's what I like about it. Essentially, Donna just pours information and resources into you, and you can't help but be amazed that she gives so much for free. So she runs the proper sessions that her fee-paying clients get, and you know anything that starts at 6 a.m. for two weeks has to take dedication and hard work on her part. And I can tell you, me doing 6 a.m. for two weeks straight was no easy feat either. It takes commitment on both sides. You leave Donna's challenge with a clear vision for your personal life and your business. On top of that, you have an action plan that you can start implementing straight away for the challenge. So Donna gives you a wealth of resources that you can use to carry on your journey to achieve your goals with or without her service. So she gives you books, sections of books, more reading, more reading that you can do, videos you can watch, articles, and more. They're all for free and essentially all to help you to achieve your goal. All of this is free, by the way. Another thing that Donna does is that she gives you advice and support during the challenge to make sure that you can start making the changes and seeing the results in your mindset and in your business or in your personal life. I will always sing Donna's praises because a 14-day goal set in the mindset challenge probably shows you the difference that she can make to your life. It's then up to you to decide whether you want to go on to the full program. Now you've had a decent start and you know how this could possibly help you. Now, of all the methods I'm going to cover today, then the challenge is probably one that I would genuinely highly recommend because when done selflessly, 
when done for the interest of the people that you're giving the value to, people that, that actually do benefit. However, not all challenges are the same. You know, I've seen challenges that cost, for example. So the other day I got a message in my email that basically said, do this business challenge. They have a limited availability and you can enter for just £150. The full entry fee of £300 is required up front, but you can claim back half as a refund. I mean, giving value by charging them and making it hard to see the freeness of your value, and unlike Donna's program, just complicates things and just makes it harder for people like me to see the benefit and not to see it as a marketing strategy. See, the other risks we're offering a challenge to potential customers. One big drawback is that many people will do your challenge and then they just go back to normal habits afterwards. I guess like all strategies, not everyone's going to go on to become customers, but you hope that more people actually want to change and see your, your way of thinking and the point of your service and the insights they've, they've gained from your challenge. That you want to make changes in their lives. The second issue with challenges is that it's a big leap to go from a free service that you give me to getting me to pay you for your service. It might sound silly, but people have a problem shifting psychologically from you give me for nothing and I pay you when I wasn't going to pay you in the first place. Yeah, that doesn't make challenges any less worthwhile. So the third method that businesses use to give people value is a free trial. When many of us recognize a free trial, well, we'll see one. And you know, probably like the idea of getting to try a service for free in a risk-free way. So unlike a challenge, free trials are usually not time-limited. And then you get a full service. That way you can get a genuine feel for the business and its people. Maybe you only get one part of the service. But essentially, you know, you get to experience the organization free of charge. And that way you can begin to see the benefits of the service. Is that giving value? I think so. What's wrong with free, I hear you say? Right. The truth is that very often free doesn't mean free. I mean, I saw this information the other day on the email that I just opened from the car leasing company. They're offering you a free trial to lease a vehicle. And then the small print says important information about our special offers. Here goes. So initial rental required up front, followed by monthly rentals based on the terms selected by you. Annual mileage limits, excess mileage charges, and T's and C's apply. I mean, if that's not an evidence of a free trial that's not anywhere near free, I don't know what is. You see, I used to offer a free trial at Global.media that way people could try marketing services because I guess it works both ways. Clients get to see the way we work and the results that we can achieve for them for nothing, for paying nothing whatsoever. However, yes, many people would argue that often a free trial devalues your service. Here's why. There are people who just have a freemium mindset. They want everything for free 
and have no intention of ever becoming premium clients, why should they pay you? No matter what the experience of your service is during the free trial, there's also clients who have no reason to commit during or after the free trial because they just haven't got skin in the game. There's also clients who have no reason to commit during or after the free trial because they have no skin in the game. So you end up doing more and more, going above and beyond for these clients, and they don't value your time and effort. They probably take that a step further and say there's people who don't do what they need to do to get the full benefits of your service during the free trial. So let's take social media marketing as an example. I found that many free trial clients just wouldn't provide the content for us to post as agreed. They wouldn't optimize their content, their branding, or their website. That way they could actually maximize how potential clients see them and then make them more likely to buy. Many free trial clients would literally burn through leads by not contacting people who showed interest. So hot prospects essentially just got, got ignored and many just wouldn't follow up with prospects. As all of us know, if you want to sell to people, you're going to have to be persistent and consistent in terms of following up, making contact, providing what the prospects need to actually close the deal. So I quickly learned that there are better ways to get people to trust your service in a risk-free way. I mean, one good way is a money-back guarantee. If you offer a money-back guarantee instead of a free trial, then your business makes money and the client has skin in the game from day one. So that's a better way for them to certainly see what you do and also know that they're safe in terms of the money not being wasted. So the second reason I think we give value on the Learning Podcast is because I'm not trying to get you to buy anything from us. Of course, I hope that listening to me will motivate you to think about global.media when you need marketing and lead generation in the future. Whether you do or you don't, my aim is not really selling. My aim is to give you information that can help your business. Okay, you know, I think we give value because every single episode that I do of this podcast, I come prepared, you know, with thought-provoking and actionable insights to hopefully trigger you into doing things or doing things better. Now, my insights either come from years of expertise that I've developed or more the truth that what I tell you is based on extensive research, writing my content and then practicing lots before each episode that way I don't miss out what I mean to say to you when you look at my interview guests they share the insights free of charge I don't pay them and hopefully you will agree to do what the ones you've listened to don't share with a view to selling their services so I used to do a podcast in my former life called Any's Happy Hour in that podcast I used to interview small business owners so very quickly, I started to get requests from all and sundry to be a guest on my podcast, simply that because I wanted to promote the business. There's nothing wrong with that, but essentially, you know, there's something different about marketing, as I said, and giving value. The last thing I'd say in terms of doing something like a, like a podcast like this and giving value is that no one sees the work that we do in the after party. In other words, after every event, after every episode, after every publication of a podcast, 
I have to give plenty of time to engage with people, to provide more advice, answer questions, and often provide more resources, all free of charge. So essentially, you are welcome to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Just look for any Osung, so E-N-Y-O-S-U-N-G on LinkedIn. And you can also find me on any other social platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, for example, at global.media. So that's global, D-O-T, media. Same on every platform. Okay, so enough about me for a second. Let's go back to people who try and give you value by talking and giving you insights and ideas. So have you ever been on a webinar that turned out to be a sales event? I have. Many of them. I can tell you there's, there are a few things more annoying than feeling that you're wasting your time when you thought you're going to be getting some learning or insights into a subject or a topic that you're interested in. Many businesses do the webinar that becomes a sales experience far too often. So let's agree that many webinars disappoint in terms of giving value especially when the host or organizer is more interested in using the webinar to sell, sell, sell. Another method of people talking to you and sharing their views to apparently give value is social audio. I can tell you fair and square, I've heard many people sharing advice and insights that are so different in different social audio rooms. You've only got to log into Clubhouse for example, there's many other social platforms out there to see what I call the dark side of people who say they give value by sharing their thoughts on the topic of the room. See, for the unsuspecting, here's what really happens in many, but obviously not all clubhouse rooms. You know, you have a host who's obviously hosting the event and the host has a service pinned to the top of the room. You know, they'll tell you many times, often hundreds of times, that you must make sure you click to sign up. Then speaker after speaker will get brought on stage and they will all tell you how amazing the host is. You know, coach, call them what you like. You know, expert, guru. This legend is so amazing that you must click now. They're going to share loads of insights with you. I mean, these people are there to share insights, by the way. And all they're doing is just trying to sell. The speakers are very bang on about their services. They forget that they're actually there to share insights and give you value. That's why they're there in the first place, right? So rather than give you value, they just tell you how great their services are and how great they are. And then the speakers, almost one after the other, tell you how great each other are and why you should follow them, sign up for their service right now, and also buy from the head honcho, the coach for the program at the top. See, you begin to notice some rogue behavior in some of these rooms. I mean, I've been shouted down by hosts for daring to mention an alternative to what they're selling. I mean, the conversation that I was was in was pretty much about how do you get clients on social media? And someone basically asked, how do I get more eyeballs on my posts? So silly me suggested why don't you do advertising like on Facebook? That's the fastest way to get your target market to actually see your content. Eh, 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 my bad. Because I didn't realize that the host was exclusively trying to sell 
the organic social media management services. So I was soon told, shout out. We don't, we don't mention adverts in here. So I think, hey, that's keeping the truth from the people listening to you. But you know, I'm respectful, so I left. Uh, I let it be. See, I've realised that also many there are many rooms I go into these days where I'm just not going to be welcome, and I'm not going to get invited onto stage simply because I don't want to sell on Clubhouse. I have no interest in selling. I don't want to try to sell, and all I want to do is just have a chat and share and speak the truth where I can. That might help people. Turns out many hosts get upset by my honesty and all they want you to do really sing their praises. So if you listen on Clubhouse long enough, you can begin to smell the rat across your computer screen. I mean, you can tell that all of the speakers work with or for the host and they're essentially just there to help each other sell more. I mean, the speakers are essentially just like stooges for the host. You soon realize that many of the rooms I'm not about giving value at all. It was always a sales trap for the poor soul who wandered across the room or came not expecting a real discussion about a topic that they're interested in. Speaking to give value, the potential is there, but it's very easy to confuse someone's waffling, someone going on, and then someone trying to sell at the same time with giving value. But we know what giving value looks like. So the fifth method of giving value that we see more these days is the usual message that you get on LinkedIn along the lines of, hi, first name, whatever that is. I thought you might find our new XYZ playbook useful. Got lots of guides, but this has to be my favorite because it holds so much value to business at all levels. You can get your hands on the free copy here. Yeah. Anyway. Here's the problem. People like to download documents. I mentioned white papers earlier. Free guides are really a step down from the white paper. It's something that, that people think they can use and they can learn from. That could be in the form of a blog, in the form of a report. You know, so something that's not as weighty as a white paper that requires huge production. So we're led to believe. Okay, that's selling the product in the first place, right? When I started off my online marketing career in 2000, I was selling documents and guides with advice and tips with managers and business leaders. We sold each guide for between $4.99 and £20 each. I mean, our message was quite simple. Just get your card out and you can have what you want to know in this handy little document. See, we're talking about the very first few years of the internet. In those days, there were 5,000 or so websites in the UK. Google was just starting out, and MySpace was the biggest social network around. So those were the good old days of the internet when content was often gated behind the paywall. They didn't pay, don't give you the details, then you can't have it. See, many people still download information guides on written content today. We like to read, many of us. But however, there's a problem with offering content in terms of giving people value so that, that way they can buy into your business, into your service, and want to do business with you. Here's a few of them. So you can find any information you want online for free. Yes, if you're looking for anything, you can find it free online if you look hard enough, if you know where to look. 
Many guys don't tell you anything new, sadly. It's like reading blogs online. Very few will be transformative for your business. The third thing about downloading free guides and written content is that Google University, also known as YouTube, is the first place that we'll go to for information about how to do anything these days. Simply because we learn more from watching videos than from reading a text document. Again, much like the white paper, everyone knows that you're only offering me a free document and guide because you want me to give you my email address. Then you can hammer me with marketing messages forevermore. Written documents do give value, I'm sure, but not everyone appreciates. Not everyone gets to use them to transform their business or do anything useful in their business in the first place. So on to method number six which is, I think, becoming increasingly common these days. I mean, I came across what I call blatant bribery the other day here on LinkedIn. A company offered me £100 in Amazon vouchers to sign up for a 30-minute demo of their service. In these days where money is tight for most people, I guess people will do whatever you're offering them for money. You know, on one level, offering cash incentives or useful vouchers is perhaps the biggest form of giving value in the truest sense of the word, because most of us actually would take it. Even if I had to sing and dance for your money or your voucher, I probably would. I'm a whore. I, I do keep saying that. I, I, if you pay me enough, I would do most things. There's limits, obviously. Let's not worry about that. And therein lies a problem with offering financial incentives to get people to trust your business or want to do business with you. Let's face it. It is essentially unsustainable because you need a, a bottomless pit of money to make your financial incentive scheme work. Let's also accept that money will make anyone know about your business and see how you can help them in any way whatsoever. Many will just, many will just take your money and then that'll be that. You know, and you soon quickly find out, even if they do take your money and then go and do your demo, for example, that they value the money and the voucher much more than giving the monkeys about what you do. I dare say, like I said, I've mentioned earlier, it's a mountain to move from you give me money to me give you money. Think of that for a second. I mean, financial rewards just feel wrong on every level. If you have to pay customers to want to do business with you, you can never win. Maybe it's just me. So we've looked at the six main methods that people use to give value these days. Now let's move on to a different type of giving value which I think is important, but many, but many people just ignore. You shouldn't ignore it. The question I always ask is, why do businesses chase new customers always? Why do they make the mistake of chasing new customers and then almost ignoring or neglecting to devise strategies for the existing customers? I mean, how do you give your existing customers value? I think you should give your current customers value because... They are your bread and butter. They're probably your best customers. And if you could retain them, it's the best way to get more revenue. If you think about it, you can upsell and cross-sell to your existing customers, which is a lot easier than trying to attract and sell to new customers. And don't forget the happy customers also bring you more referrals. I will say that what I pay you for doesn't count as giving value. You know, so what's you do for your clients as a primary service is what they pay you for. They expect you to be professional and deliver your promise. So doing your job won't affect anyone on a psychological level. 
it doesn't make them love you anymore. To give your customers value, you have to go the extra mile to make them feel special. I've delivered a personalized bottle of champagne. It's a thank you and Christmas present to my global.media customers before, for example. Now, what are you doing to give your customers value that they would that would stay with you or upgrade to more and additional services? It's worth having a plan to give new potential customers value and also to give your current customers value to make them feel special and that you've helped them. So let's move on towards the end of today's episode. So I want to look briefly at how do you begin to give value to your prospects and your customers. So it makes sense to get people to know, like, and trust you. I want to do business with you. I repeat, you can't rely on your marketing or delivering your service to your potential customers to affect them on a psychological level. The best businesses are strategic about how they give value to generate more buyers. So you have to ask yourself this, this strategy questions. What's the aim of offering this to people? Are we doing it to draw attention to our products and services? You know, are we trying to show how brilliant we are? We're trying to impress people with our shiny new offering. In which case, then you know you might want to find better ways. You know, you essentially want to inform, educate, and entertain people. Maybe do all three to give them real value. I would say you build trust by helping people to solve one or more issues in their lives. You know, you may want to find out where your target audience actually does value before you decide on your value offer. Now, do they want to see you speak? Do they want advice? Do they want a challenge? Do they want to try your service? What would actually make them feel that they have insights into your business and then actually want to do business with you in the end? You know, what would make a difference in their lives? What can you do that will genuinely make them Think of you as a potential supplier, a potential business to work with. It's not hard to collect data from people. So you can easily get feedback from people that you meet, be at, at events, be on your social networks, be from your customer base already. Now, what do they want from you? How can you help them on top of what you do already? So I will say that one of the biggest challenges I come across in well-meaning value givers is how do you move from offering value to making a sale? You need to plan a route that makes it easy for people that you've helped or giving value to to find out more about your services and then make it easy for them to make an inquiry and to buy. With that, I'll say happy marketing. So that's all for today's episode of The Learning Podcast with me, Media. As always, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode, in which case, please give us a like so that more people can discover this podcast and benefit too. Even better still, please hit the subscribe or the notification button. That way you'll be the first person to know when the next episode comes out in two weeks' time. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of The Learning Podcast. Please like, share and subscribe to this podcast to stay ahead of your competition on LinkedIn and head to global.media.com to find out more.